0: Welcome to Trust the Process show, uh, host Chris Reed here. I'm uh, super excited to uh, have uh, Walter Bond here joining me today. Uh, Walter is a, a former NBA player and more importantly now a world-renowned motivational speaker. Walter, thanks for joining me this morning.
1: Absolutely, you know Chris, thanks for reaching out and you know a lot of times people think that um, I'm having some work done in my house, I don't know if you here. Um, <laughs> You know, a lot of times people think that, you know, when you get to a certain level, you're not approachable, so I give you credit to just reaching out, and, you know, I love impacting people, you know, and, and um, that's what I do, so hopefully I can be an impact player for you today.
0: Absolutely, man, I appreciate that. So so the show, Trust the Process Show, Walter, uh, before we get really started into that, um, you know, I think a lot of people know who you are, you, you know, you've done very well, but just in case, maybe I always ask my guests just to give us a little bit of an overview of you know, who you are from your own words so that if anyone doesn't know, they have a good idea of who Walter Bond is.
1: Yeah, well, thanks, Chris. You know, I I played pro basketball for eight years. I played for the Dallas Mavericks, Utah Jazz, and Detroit Pistons. And um, for a long time, I thought that was my purpose. You know, I was put on this earth to play sports. And my biggest dilemma was what sport? You know, I was a really good baseball player, uh, very good football player. My body's probably more... Football friendly than basketball friendly, but I'm a Chicago kid and Chicago is run by basketball. So I knew I was going to be a pro athlete, but toward the end of my career, something was missing, you know, and I achieved all these incredible achievements as an athlete. And I told my wife, you know, I was like, I'm going to do something special with my life, but this is not it, you know, and it's true. You know, people have seen me play and heard me speak, and nobody disagrees that I'm a much better speaker. So You know, basketball was just a way for me to learn how to be excellent. And so now that I learned how to be excellent as a coach, what I do now is teach others around the world to make sure that they know what it means to be the best in the world of what they do. And the way we start the process in our coaching program is that the first thing we have to do is eliminate excuses. You know, excuses are crippling. And So when anybody joins our coaching program, That's like phase one, you know, because until you can deal with your excuses to justify your current situation, and let me be honest, I had them. And when I had excuses, they were real to me. I didn't think they were excuses. I thought it was just my truth. And as I've grown and matured and kind of busted through some barriers, I realized I was deceived in my own head and I had really talked myself out of success Instead of talking myself into success. Mm. So, our book is titled All But Stink How to Live Your Best Life and Eliminate Excuses. And for us here, that's the genesis of how we engage all of our clients.
0: That's, and what I, there's a couple of things I heard there, Walter, that I appreciated of you it's like, one, you knew you were gonna be destined for greatness. It wasn't like, oh, it was my dream one day to maybe be great. It was no, I knew I was gonna be a pro athlete and I knew I was destined. And I think there's a serious conviction behind that when you say, you know, rather than say, you know, I, I kind of want that. Um, so,
1: you know, Chris, you, you're right. And I'm working on my next book. It's going to be a bestseller. I already know it because I've shared it in my keynote and it's just clicks. And the book is going to be titled The Shark, the Sucker, Fish and the Parasite. Mm-hmm. And I've been studying sharks. Right. And we've all heard of shark tank. You know, sharks have a certain mentality and sharks are not fish. You know, there's a lot of fish in the ocean, but the sharks run that thing. And if we look at sports, LeBron James is a shark. Steph Curry is a shark. You look at business, Bill Gates and Elon Musk, and, and there are certain sharks in business. And so the book, The, Sh- the Shark, the suckerfish, and a Parasite, is first going to teach us all the mindset of a shark. And there's a bunch of different species of sharks. You've got the great white shark that operates in the deep, wide ocean. I mean, you have bull sharks that prefer kind of murky, shallow water, and then you also have lemon sharks who thrive in captivity. So when we see a shark at a zoo, you know for the most part it's going to be a lemon shark. I've been completely fascinated with sharks, but they're also a suckerfish. I don't want to get into it too deep because they live in symb- it's a symbiotic relationship, but there's also parasites. And so when you look at this world, three buckets. people are sharks. Suckerfish or Parasites. It's okay to be a shark, obviously. It's okay to be a suckerfish, but we never should be a parasite. And when I get done with this book, man, we're going to teach people how to be sharks and how to be suckerfish and how to protect themselves from parasites.
0: That's all. And I'm smiling right now, Walter, because uh, my son, I have a 10-year-old son. Um, He's uh, on the spectrum of autism, um, and he is obsessed with sharks right now. So wow. he has been reading every book and memorizing all this stuff. And he's just, so what you're saying is like, he's in the other room and he right now he's, he's literally reading on sharks because he just loves them. So, you know, maybe you two could work together a little bit and help each other with some shark knowledge because he just loves them. Um, well, I
1: think we all should study sharks. I mean, they're absolutely. fascinating animals and I have been just blown away by learning from sharks and, um, so what I want to do is just raise up sharks all over the world. And if I can do that successfully, you know, that'll make me and my career, very fulfilling.
0: Absolutely. So going in from your career, Walter, you know, you kind of touched on a bit where it was like, you know, you started off as a professional athlete, you knew you wanted to do that. Um, and then you realized it wasn't necessarily your destiny. So as you work with, you know, your clients and they're kind of moving into maybe they don't have their idea identified and they don't even know how to really move into that process to to get them to where they know they want to be what is your message to those people who are just we'll call them maybe suckerfish they're just kind of swimming around they don't necessarily have that right how do you go from being a suckerfish to being a shark where you know you're going to be a predator in the water and you're going to do everything you can to get that
1: we know the beauty of sharks man sharks never stop swimming they never stop moving If they stop moving, they'll drown. Sharks can't go backwards. If they go backwards, they die, okay? Sharks always look up and they never look down. So the shark mindset is what we all need to have. And really, core values, I think is important. Um, Making sure that we build the right culture is important. But most important, all business leaders need to have the right people on their team. See, being an athlete... I knew that in order to win a championship, we had to have the right team. And so a lot of leaders have no clue how to build a team. You know, you can't build a house. You can't build an apartment. You can't build anything without a blueprint. And so Jersey Mike Subs, for example, is one of my clients. And they've hired me to come in and teach them my proprietary framework on how to build a high-performing team. And we always respect great coaches, Phil Jackson, you know, Vince Lombardi, you know, Pat Riley, I'm sure... Wayne uh, Casey up in Toronto, great coach. I don't know why they fired him, but all great coaches have a framework. They have a blueprint. And I know you guys love hockey, you know, up in Canada. You think about the greatest coaches in hockey. They all had a blueprint. That's why whenever they went somewhere to a new team, everywhere they went, they built a winner. They built a winner. Mm -hmm. They built a winner from their blueprint. So when I left sports and got into business, you know, the biggest gap I saw was that leaders just hire people and just try and hopefully be successful without a blueprint. That's literally just taking a block of wood, some concrete and some nails and just throwing them in the grass and trying to build a house. You gotta use the blueprint to build the house. So there's so many fundamentals, um, Chris, that we share with our clients. That's why once we get inside of an organization, regardless of the size, we tend to go back again and again and again because they love all the fundamentals that we teach. And so, again, using my sports background, I had to first get rid of excuses. The moment I got rid of excuses, the process began. Now, your show is called Trust the Process. As long as I had excuses, as long as you have excuses, as long as anyone has excuses, the process is delayed. And so, the moment I get rid of excuses, the process of developing into an NBA ball player began. And I'm telling you, everybody listening, this is why we've had success in our coaching program. This is why we have success with all of our big clients. I'm coaching a guy in Russia right now. He's a technology guy. And I told him like, you know what? You can't be a technology guy anymore. You have to become an executive who runs a technology company. And he just looked at me like, wow, never even thought about it that way. As long as you're a technology guy, you'll never think like a leader. So I'm really transforming his mindset from basically being a sucker fish into a shark if <laughs> are really going to talk about it but if, again until we get rid of excuses you know we're never going to reach our potential and so i'm telling you i was guilty of it my father helped me get rid of my excuses my excuses were my reality to me my father asked me some amazing questions and he forced me to become accountable to take ownership and so i want everyone listening today to trust the process but you got to take ownership yeah. you know don't blame your parents don't blame your background Don't blame, I came from a small town, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too white, I'm too black. You know, a lot of people have excuses. I'm a female, right? And so until we get rid of these excuses, the process of development is delayed. And so my lesson for anyone listening, trust the process. So get rid of your excuses and then create a process. So in our coaching program, Chris, simply put, we have a process that can help any business leader grow and develop. And grow their business
0: so with that Walter uh, I think that was absolutely brilliant what you said there especially the ownership piece um, and owning your side of the street um, so you know I'm a firm believer that you know no matter what someone could burn you on whatever but unless you own your part we're always gonna be making that excuse of that person did that I'm not there because of that thing But what can we own? So what I'm hearing is it's like owning your own shit. Uh, Because once you own your stuff on your side, it's like, okay, well, I can own it. Everything else is noise. That's out of my control. Right? And and that's kind of what I'm hearing from you.
1: You know, and Chris, uh, you know, the shark, the sucker fish, and the parasite. A parasite needs a host. Okay? And if you are in a relationship with a parasite who's just selfish and always taking and never gives, right, that's your fault because a parasite needs a host. So even a bad relationship, you have to own it. A bad boyfriend, you gotta own it. Bad girlfriend, bad husband, bad wife, bad coworker, right? Bad employee. I see a lot of business leaders who say, hey, I had to fire a guy who was a bad fit. And they always look at it like that's the employee's fault. No, that's your fault, you chose them. You took six months, you looked at all these resumes, you brought them in for two or three interviews, you thought they were the perfect fit. You moved them across Canada, you moved them from Toronto to Calgary, and six months later, they're a bad fit. That's not their fault, that's your fault. You didn't have a framework, so you didn't know what you were looking for. You see, in sports, you have a framework. And so what you do, you go and recruit the work expression your team lacks. And when you go and recruit the right work expression that your team lacks, it's a perfect fit. So in my mind, leaders need to understand work expressions. That's what we teach our leaders in our framework, need to understand how someone expresses themselves. Employee engagement is really low in corporate America, right? Why? Because people aren't able to express themselves at work. If I can't express myself at work, I don't like it here, I disengage, and eventually I leave. So it's the leader's job to create the right culture. It's the leader's job to find the right people. It's the leader's job to make sure all the pieces to this puzzle are working together in harmony and nobody's competing with each other internally everyone's completing each other internally mm. my wife is my business partner dude her skill sets complement mine perfectly so we very rarely compete we complete each other and that's why we've been able to build a great organization because we are a great team I, is
0: that is, is that a quote from you Conf, uh instead of competing completing each other because that is it's brilliant you. man
1: I, i've heard people say it before um Actually, the first person I heard say it was John Maxwell. Okay. And I think it might you credit what credit is due. And yeah, I don't yeah. know where he got it from, but John Maxwell, you know, I'm a studier. You know, I study, I get information. And yeah. the smartest thing I've ever did, Chris, and I want to encourage everybody on, on your podcast, is that we have to use money the right way. See, money is currency, right? It's currency. It's a current, which means it's supposed to flow. People who live in poverty are very stingy and they're very cheap and they don't use their money the right way. So when I left basketball, I used my money the right way. I use my money to get information. And I use my money to get access to the right people. I live in a country club right here in South Florida full of sharks. Oh my God, we have great sharks roaming around. I mean, I live in the ocean, right? Not, yeah. Literally, my neighborhood, we have nine billionaires in my neighborhood. I had dinner Tuesday night with a billionaire. So I joined this country club. I used money to gain access to sharks, the right people. And iron sharpens iron. So I want to challenge everybody, how are you using your money? You buying expensive cigars? Are you buying fancy cars? Are you buying very expensive wine and and whiskey to, to kind of show people that you are successful? Or do you use your money to get the right information and the right access to the right people where you can buy cigars and and nice cars. And it's not, you know, it's from your overflow, right? And so we live in a world where, you know, a lot of people are trying to convince each other that I'm successful instead of just being successful. And that's Mm -hmm. what I'm about. I don't want to convince you that I'm successful. I am successful. So I'm focused on being successful. people see me as a shark, and all of a sudden, you know you're a shark when you begin to attract suckers. When people ask you, will you coach me? Will you mentor me? See, unless someone's asking you to coach them, unless someone's asking you to mentor them, you're still a suckerfish. And that's okay. But if you keep developing eventually in time and due season, you'll transform from being a suckerfish and become a shark. Because when I left basketball, I was a suckerfish. But I got connected to very successful business people. I, I began to study how they talk, how they operate, how they sold, how they built their business until I became a shark myself.
0: That's, uh, I love that. Um, so when you got out of the NBA, then Walter, and you know, you you knew you're gonna do this, and you're going to be successful. What was the in terms of like, anyone listening? And just from my knowledge, I'm just curious, but what was that kind of timeframe where you're like, you know, I'm gonna leave and this is when I know I'm gonna be successful, I'm gonna trust that process in the next three years or five years, whatever that may be, knowing that I will get there. Was there a, a date in mind? Or did you just Like, how did you plan in order to get there? Like, I don't want to say overanalyze the situation, but did you have a process or plan in mind that would get you to where you wanted to be in a a certain time for you to keep yourself accountable?
1: Very simple, Chris. You know, in, in, in sports, you know, we always watch game film. In other words, when you're preparing for your competition, you watch game film because you had to figure out what their strengths were, what their weaknesses were, and how you're going to defeat them. Right? So as an athlete, we learned how to break down game film. And so when I decided to become a motivational speaker, this is what I did. I asked around, basically said, who are the top speakers in the business? Who are the great white sharks in the motivational industry? And of course, I heard about Tony Robbins and Les Brown and and Lou Holtz and Zig Ziglar and Keith Harrell and Desi Williamson, uh, Mr. Impact, and I got all their videos. And I watched game film. Right? And I began to study how all these sharks operated. They're at the top of the food chain. Let me study them. So if you're in technology, who are the technology sharks? Study them. You know, if you're in construction, who are the construction sharks? Study them. You know, my father always said, pay attention. So I studied the sharks in my industry. I discovered what they all possessed that made them great. Then I began a process of becoming that myself. And great speakers, uh, very entertaining and dynamic and they give their audience great information. That's what I discovered from my game field. And so I knew if I could become very entertaining and very dynamic and give my audience great information, I could become a great speaker. So when I got inducted into the Hall of Fame as a motivational speaker, I'm sitting there, I got on my tuxedo, and I'm just calm, and a woman comes up to me, Chris, she says, oh my God, you're going into the Hall of Fame. Aren't you excited? And I was like, yeah, I'm very excited. And she was like, you don't act like it. You know what my answer was? I expected to be here. Mm. I expected to be here because I studied Hall of Fame speakers in the beginning. So when I became a Hall of Fame speaker, I expected to be there because I knew the process of becoming the best in the world in basketball. And the difference with me is that I studied Michael Jordan, but I didn't have Michael Jordan talent. You know, I studied Magic Johnson. I didn't have Magic Johnson talent. So when I stumbled into the motivational speaking business and I saw Zig Ziglar, I saw Tony Robbins, I saw Les Brown, I saw these guys. For the first time of my life, Chris, I was like, I can do what they can do. I can do that. I can do it. I can entertain people. I can be dynamic. I'm full of charisma and I can get great information. So I never saw myself... As not being able to operate at that level. I knew in basketball I had limitations. I couldn't jump like Michael Jordan could jump. I didn't have that explosive athletic ability. I mean, if you seen LeBron James, he's a physical freak. He's probably the best athlete that we've ever seen in any sport, right? So that talent level, you gotta respect. And so I'm just thankful that even though I was in the NBA, I knew I had another purpose And I'm telling you, God led me right to my purpose. And when I go in front of an audience of a thousand people, five thousand people, or a one-on-one coaching session, the talent, the ability, and the gift is obvious. And I just thank God.
0: That's uh, I pray. That's it's it's so true. There there is you have to go where your purpose is. And I think you know you can have talents, you can have passions, but your purpose is what's going to drive us. And you know as we kind of end this pretty quick here i just want to you know kind of know from you i think we all have to have an understanding of why we do what we do um and i just love to know what your why is so like when you wake up walter every day what is that why of what is what are you giving to the world that gets you up i'm sure you wake up every morning just just as motivated as you were the first day you left the nba to be a motivational speaker what is that why that wakes you up every day and keeps you motivated just as much as it did day one each and every day
1: Well, you know, for me, Chris, you know, we all had dreams, you know, in the third grade, fourth grade, we all wrote that paper, I stood in front of the class and said, you know what, when I grow up, I'm going to be a pro athlete. How many kids said that around the world? When I grow up, I'm going to be rich. When I grow up, I'm going to be a doctor. When I grow up, I'm going to be a lawyer. Literally, I'm living the life that I dreamt when I was 10 years old. I wanted to be a pro athlete, and I also wanted to be successful in business. In fact, my goal was to make more money in business than I did in sports. Huge goals, and I made both of them. I played the NBA, and now I'm a Hall of Fame motivational speaker. I want everybody to have that feeling. You know, I want everybody to reconnect with that dream they had in the third grade, fourth grade. I mean, you told me you wanted to have an AM radio show, and you got a beard, and your hair is receding, and you yeah. finally got a podcast. It's so, true. I, don't know, I don't know how long it took me to go for it. Let yeah. me tell you, man, sharks attack. Okay, sharks are always looking for their next food source. Sharks have unstopped movement. They're always pursuing. They always are in attack mode. They're alpha. They're predators. And that's what we teach in our coaching program. A lot of business leaders don't even know the right activities. We teach them the right activities. We teach them to locate themselves. Businesses grow in phases. So we teach all of our current clients to decide what phase you're in right now and be honest about it. And once we can locate what phase you're in, we coach you hard until you get to that next level. As soon as you get to that next level, we coach you hard get you get to that next phase. And my whole deal, as you said, your show has a great format. Trust the process. Okay? And everybody needs a coach, Chris. You know, I didn't even start on my college basketball team. I came off the bench in college. But the process helped me develop into an NBA ball player. So I get the process, right? Yeah. So a lot of people just think this is my lot in life. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Don't ever confuse your potential to who you are at the time. And if we ever confuse our potential to who we are at the time, we'll stop working and we won't even engage in the process. Every year we should be fruitful and we should multiply. If you see a tree and you look at that tree, it grows every year. Every year that tree grows. That's why we look at a you know a house 10 years later and like, man, remember that tree? Look like how big it is now. And that should be us. We should be trees. We should be stable. We should be planted. We should be fierce. We should be able to survive any weather, any condition. We should still stand. As long as we get water, as long as we're getting sun, that street and that risk system is going to be strong. I'm ai am a 30-foot oak tree in the motivational speaking business. You know, Tony Robbins is like a 60-foot oak tree. I get it. He's a shark, and I would love to be his sucker fish. So we all should always be either a shark, or a sucker because when you connect to a shark, man, that shark's job is to take you for a ride in the ocean for free, and the, you're gonna eat good when you're with that shark, but you have to clean the parasites off the shark. In other words, go and connect with the shark today, but don't take from the shark. Be able to give to the shark, and that's when it's symbiotic, because parasites take. How many times have you been to a networking event, and everybody there is a freaking parasite?
0: Absolutely. I really think I mean, 90% are, right?
1: Come on. I want to change the whole networking mindset upside down. Don't go there to be the parasite. Go there to be a shark, or you go there to be the sucker fish. But either way, you're going there to be good to somebody else, right? The shark feeds the sucker fish, but the fish is cleaned by the the sucker fish because a parasite can kill a shark, okay? Think about, you know, great athletes who, who get connected to the wrong woman. That's a parasite. Think about great athletes who get connected to the wrong agent. Think about Bernie Madoff. He people thought he was a shark, and they got connected to a parasite. And there was many people who got financially ruined because they connected to a parasite. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. You got to think like a shark or a suckerfish, mm-hmm. but never ever operate like a parasite. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to keep that uh, analogy I can't wait for your book to come out man I can't wait to read that because it, it all makes sense it really does it all makes sense of what you're saying right now. Um, so you kind of mentioned a point there uh, every shark you know needs a sucker fish and you know find that shark and be that sucker fish until you can become that shark. So that's kind of going into that you know everyone needs a coach, right I remember when I hired my first coach it was a uh, I thought I had my life together. I truthfully did. I was I was doing well, right? I got out of the military. I joined this tech firm, did really well. And I'm like, I don't need a coach. But what happened is you start to look at things differently. And that's what I'm hearing with your firm, right? Is you guys have people where you're like, you're just suckerfish. Like you think you're a shark, but you're not a shark yet. Right, so right. How do you get people or what? what is your message of people where they're like, you know, like, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm a pretty good shark. What is the difference from thinking you're a shark to absolutely knowing you're a shark? Because I think those are two different things. Well, How does that coaching aspect change that for people?
1: You know, that's a great question, Chris, and I'll answer it this way. I only played in the NBA because I had great coaching. You know, my first coach was called Dad. I mean, he's the one that helped me develop a mindset, right? Okay. So you have a son, Tim. You know, parenting is really coaching if you really think about it. So I had great coaches at home. I got a chance to play for great coaches, and they helped me develop into who I became. And without coaching, you know, I never would have reached my potential of who I am now. So I can't even take all the credit. So anyone out there who thinks they don't need a coach, they are so confused and so misled, and they'll literally never reach their potential. And they'll have these dreams of being a millionaire. They'll have these dreams of being an entrepreneur. And trust me, it'll never happen. Because we all either need to be mentored or we all need to be mentoring someone else. So again, if you're not asked by someone else to be a mentor, you're not a shark. And that's where you'll know that, you know what, I'm a shark because people are asking me to mentor them. If you've never been asked to mentor or give someone advice, you're not a shark. And it is what it is. But here's the best part. Sharks grow. You know, I've been studying sharks. I mean, they're they're, they're small, but they keep growing and growing and growing. And that's the key for all of us, that we got to keep growing. And the only way we can grow is to get great information that's going to challenge us and to change how we think. So in my coaching sessions, you know, people are just blown away because I put their whole career on steroids. My number one coaching client doubled his salary in 14 months. Wow. Doubled his salary in 14 months, and he was blown away. And he was in his late 30s, early 40s, and he was like, dude, I've been in, working in corporate America for like 17 years, <laughs> and these last 14 months has been unbelievable. But you got to get connected to the right person. So right. nobody in our coaching program is ever disappointed because I'm bringing a sports mentality about how to be the best in the world at what you do, but I'm also inside of big companies. You know, I'm inside of Domino's Pizza. I've been inside of Microsoft. And I see how they operate. So now I get how the business world operates. I I got sports. And now I've been in the business world and dealing with CEOs and leaders. You know, I'm on the phone with the CEO of Denny's. I'm on the phone with the CEOs of Jersey Mike's Subs. I mean, I'm I'm getting it. And so anyone in my coaching program, they literally get the best of both worlds. They're getting my sports mentality. They're also getting my business mentality. And my job is to take whoever connects to me to that next level. We're going deep, baby. We're going real deep.
0: Love it. Now, um, before we, I get into asking more about your coaching program, but what do you think? Everybody, just a quick question. You mentioned mentoring, you mentioned coaching, and there, I think both are two two kind of different things, right? Do you think everyone should also have a mentor and a coach at the same time?
1: Yes, I think okay. you need one coach. Okay, a suckerfish connects to one shark at a time. Okay. Okay. You need one coach because there's a million different ways to skin the cat. And if you get coached by too many different people, it gets confusing. And when you get confused, you get paralyzed. You know, you're like a deer in the headlights. So I recommend you choose one coach. You know, it's almost like finding your favorite pastor, your favorite preacher. You know, once you find a church home or synagogue or wherever you go to worship, you keep going back. Like, man, I love that guy. I love her, man. I just love the way they teach or whatever you like. So you got to find one coach. I think it's okay to have different mentors because you might have a mentor that really influences you as a husband. You might have another mentor that really encourages you to work out before work. You might have another mentor that teaches you about philanthropy. And, you know, so I think it's important to have one coach that gives your career direction, that gives your company direction. And it's just like one mindset. But then I think you should have several mentors. But the whole deal of the shark, the sucker, fish, and the parasite is basically a people management system. Mm-hmm. everybody's going to fit into one of these three buckets. And at any moment in the day, when people don't want to be a parasite, let me tell you something. At any moment in the day, we can be all three. You know, when we get selfish and only think about ourselves, we're parasites. And that's the biggest issue most of us have, being selfish. You know, if you think about an employee that goes to work, gets a paycheck every two weeks and doesn't work hard. That's a parasite. You show me someone that gets paid every two weeks and they don't buy into the corporate culture, that's a parasite. You show me someone who gets paid every two weeks, cashes that check, pays their bill, pays their mortgage, pays their card notes, eats every freaking two weeks and eats good, but bad miles the CEO, doesn't buy into the culture, looking for other jobs. In my mind, that's a parasite. Okay, and so the Gallup poll tells me that 51% of professionals in North America are actively disengaged. I mean, half the people getting paychecks every other Friday are freaking parasites. They're taking, but they don't give. And let their paycheck not show up. Let their paycheck not clear. They're upset. They're, they're enraged. How dare you not pay me? Well, how dare you not contribute? Yeah. How dare you not have impact? How dare you go to work every two weeks and steal from the company? See, parasites don't really kill you. They just weaken you. Mm-hmm. If you ask any business leader, their number one challenge is finding a company and a culture where everyone brings it every day at work, where everybody owns their job. If you're in marketing, own it. If you're in sales, own it. You might not own the company, but you can own your job. You can own your responsibility. You can own your productivity. You can own your production. Man, when I grab a microphone, man, when I get done with my clients, uh, whether it's one-on-one or whether it's on a stage in front of 5,000, they always want more. Why? Because I've been seeking information, man. I've been like just eating information like m and M. So now I'm full of it, you know? And when you engage me, I can talk like this all day and I'll never repeat myself. Why? Because I've been seeking information, okay? But also, I've been seeking the right relationships. And I've been connecting with sharks and now I've become a shark myself.
0: Man, I, I'm, I'm so happy I got the chance to connect you today because Walter, this is a, a great way to start my Saturday morning with uh, just talking to you and hearing your insight on all of this. Um, going into, you know, I, I want to respect your time and um, I know you got uh, Saturday golf and, and your time at the country club there. But before, just to let everyone know, how could somebody engage with you um, with your coaching program? I know you have a few different models of how you work. Uh, so Anybody who is listening and they're like, man, if they're like me, I'm inspired by listening to you right now. How do they engage with Walter Bond and his team?
1: Easy. You just go to WalterBond.com, click yeah. coaching, and sign up for our coaching program. We got different price points. We yeah. have different ways to engage. Uh, we have other coaches. You know, I, Naturally, I'm a little bit more expensive than my other coaches. But sure. it's all the same content, right? And all our coaches are good, okay? And if you join our coaching program, we also coach speakers. There's a lot of people out here that say, Walter, I want to do what you do. I want to be a speaker. We have a coaching program for speakers. That's why I couldn't get on with you um, until 1030 because we do our coaching program Saturday morning. So go to WalterBond.com, click coaching, and sign up. We're coaching people all over the world. And let me tell you something. A great white shark, when they tag that shark, man, that shark's been swimming all over the ocean, man. And let me tell you something. When a shark is feeding, you better watch out. (laughs) Okay, so in our coaching program, we really want to train business leaders and professionals how to get to their next level, and the only way you can get to your next level is that you have to have the right mindset, you have to have good habits, good rituals, you have to know the fundamentals of the industry, and when I get done with people, they're different. You know, I messed their head up, like, no, 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 I'm not going to let you stay the same, you've been a fish your whole life, now you're a shark, and you connect to me, you might come a sucker fish, but when you leave my coaching program, you're going to be a great white shark. And the longer people stay in our coaching program, the more information they get, the more convicted they get, the stronger they get, and the more know-how. You know, we got to know how to hunt. We got to know how to kill. You know, I teach people how to sell, how to build their brand, right? How to take over their freaking backyard, okay? And I don't care how big your company is, there's always that next level. And so big companies like you know, Buffalo Wild Wings and, and and Jersey Mike Subs and Microsoft, if they see value in hiring me to come and have an impact on their company, why wouldn't you hire me? Why wouldn't you connect with me? Because smart people are always accessing information from the right people. And so if you can manage those two things, information and connecting to the right people, ladies and gentlemen. You don't even have to join my coaching program. I just gave you million dollar advice <laughs> right now. With the smart money is going to WalterBond.com, getting connected to us somehow, and I promise you one thing: you will get to your next level.
0: Awesome, Walter. It's uh, it was an absolute pleasure this morning, man. I I hope we can do this again. You just. Uh... Yeah, you, know, you know, Saturday morning, seven thirty here. I'm on the West Coast. You know, I was having a coffee, a little tired, but you just got me fueled up for the weekend, man. And uh, i I really appreciate the uh, the time. And I hope you enjoy the uh, rest of your weekend, my friend.
1: All right, thanks, Chris. And here's my advice: when you cut off this computer, go out there with your son, and study sharks with him?
0: Yeah, you know okay. what? I'm absolutely. I'm going to go talk to him right now about uh, just everything because he's been telling me, you know talking about his top 10 sharks and bull sharks and tiger sharks and great t- our black, r- the black tip reef sharks. And you know what? I got to be a shark now. So let's go be a shark. You be a shark. And uh, let's go have a successful weekend, my friend.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Chris. You, you have a great weekend as well.
0: All right. Thanks, Walter.